Good morning. I'm Thad Lanthrop, the executive pastor here at CIV, and I'm glad you can be with us as we continue on in our Life Hacks Real Help for Real Life message series. A life hack is a strategy or technique adopted in order to manage one's time and daily activities in a more efficient way. Some fun life hacks are things like this, putting pancake batter in an old ketchup bottle, and you can have a mess-free uh, time of making pancakes and get them the perfect size every time. Another is, here's a way to deodorize a room. Put some dryer sheets and a fan. It'll circulate some nice smelling air. This is really helpful if you're in a college dorm room. Or maybe you're not that motivated to read. Or maybe your kids aren't that motivated to read. Reward yourself with some gummy bears along the path of reading where you can eat one when you get to a certain spot. And then this is really helpful if you ever run into a traffic jam at the microwave. Just elevate one plate or bowl with a coffee cup and you can, it makes space for more to heat up some things. The phrase life hack on these, these pictures, these situations, it, it seems like a bit of an overstatement for that kind of advice. But there is an invention that is a real life hack that really helps I use it almost every day, and that is GPS on a phone. After college, I moved to Fort Worth, Texas. I did not know how to go anywhere, and they have this really weird loop that goes around the city. So at any point, I could be going north or east or south or west on Interstate 820, and this was before GPS on the on your phone, and so it was in the day of Google Maps and MapQuest, you'd print off uh, what would look like a map of where to go and have the specific directions underneath it and say, right on this street, left on this street. And you know what? They say everything is bigger in Texas. Well, one thing that they're not big on is street lights. Their neighborhoods are pretty dark. And I would be driving, trying to follow these directions, and I couldn't see the street signs. And finally, I would see it when my headlights hit the the, the sign, but I was past it and I'd have to turn around and come back. So it ended up being these detours that I would have to take all the time trying to get to where I was going. But then GPS on phones came out and it was turn by turn instructions and I could get where I wanted to go very easily. It was beautiful. My phone now, I just put in an address and it gives me the straightest path from point A to point B very efficiently. Driving directions, they're only one part of life that we really need help navigating. You know, the real challenges in life, they don't have step-by-step instructions. Instructions on like, how do I get my marriage from where it is now to where it needs to be? Or How do I help my kids from where they are now to where they need to be to have a successful life? Or just how do I help myself get from where I am now to where I need to get to in the future? You can't just do an internet search on how to have a healthy marriage or how to uh, parent successful kids or how to have a successful life. You can't just search and and come up with the turn-by-turn directions on navigating life. When you do that, you get millions and millions of results filled with conflicting information. How do you know what to trust? 
Well, fortunately, God in the Bible has shown us what to trust. He's shown us how to navigate life in key areas so that we can have a successful, blessed life. And God's GPS for life is to trust in the Lord. But it requires more than just plugging in an address into your phone. So let's take a look at how we can follow God's GPS to the successful life. And it start, and we're, what we're going to look at is a verse that we looked at last week, which is really our theme verse for this life hack series. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. So the first thing that we see in this passage is to trust God's view, not our own view. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You know, we all have our own understanding on life. The way that we think it's going to work out the best way if we do these steps and put them into practice in this way. But the question is, is that the correct view? Is that the correct step for the complex situation that we are facing right now? When I was 17, I needed to have back surgery. And we met with the the back surgeon. My parents and I did. And his suggestion was to put a titanium cage into my back, to remove one of the discs, put a cage in there. And what it would do is it would fuse the back together, but it would provide a lot of stability. It would allow me to get back to playing baseball, which I was really into and wanted to try to play in college. It would allow me to to be, you know, pain free and get back to doing things that I wanted to relatively quickly. As the surgeon was talking, I thought, this sounds like a good idea to me. My parents, on the other hand, they thought they weren't, they were uneasy about this plan because my dad was wondering, well, if that fuses and you lose that cushion, is that going to cause stress on the rest of my back? So he's asking lots of questions. And then he, we got a second opinion and he asked lots of questions of the second opinion. And we ended up choosing a different surgery than putting that cage in my back. And five to ten years after my surgery, a study came out that people who had that surgery were having trouble with different areas of their back now because they lost that cushion. Now, me, 17-year-old Thad, thought, let's get this going. I want to get back to playing baseball as soon as possible. But my parents' view of the situation was longer term. They knew I was going to have to live with my back for the rest of my life. And we needed to make a decision that would help my back the best way possible for the rest of my life. All of us are moving through life, making decisions. Each decision is like a turn in the road that determines where we wind up. The question is, who or what do we trust in determining the turns that we take? A lot of times, I don't understand why God is saying to do something in a certain way. And that's why this verse says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. It takes a tremendous amount of faith to trust God instead of our own understanding. 
So why should we do that? Why should we trust God instead of leaning on our own understanding? Well, it all depends on how far we want to travel in life. You know, if I want to go down the street to get some ice cream at Rite Aid, which I really like, I don't need a GPS. I can just hop in my car and drive down the street. But if I want to go to Riverside, to a place I've never been to, like I did last weekend, I needed to put in turn-by-turn directions, and I need this viewpoint of of where I'm going. Then if I want to drive to Texas, like I did about a month ago, I have to start by looking at the big picture like this. And then if I want to go halfway across the world to Dubai, like I did in the summer of 2019, I'm hoping the pilots are having a long-term view of where we're going that looks at at the path from this altitude. The further we travel, the higher the perspective needed to navigate safely to there. To make a good decision with the type of back surgery that I was getting when I was 17, there needed to be a perspective beyond just the next six months to a year, whatever is going to get me back to playing baseball the quickest and get me pain-free and doing regular things again. The perspective needed was to look and say, and say, he's going to need that back for maybe 60, 70, 80 more years, and we need to make a decision that's going to set him up for success in the long run. I didn't have that perspective, but fortunately my parents did and they, they made the right decision on the type of back surgery that was needed. A successful life is built on long-term perspective that looks at the situations that we're facing here and now in light of eternity. For that, we need perspective that's beyond space and time. And the only one high enough with that perspective is God. He's the only one that can look at at both this life and the life to come and help us to know what's important in both of them. If we navigate life based on the input from God, that's called being wise. And wisdom is the ultimate life hack. But trusting the Lord isn't just some mental decision that we make. Last week we looked at fear and how fear can actually bypass the thinking part of the brain. And we can just respond and react out of fear. And so as we're facing situations, there's there's emotions involved. And there's also just patterns that we have developed that are hard to break. Trust is to place confidence in, to depend on. What we trust, we are putting our weight into. We're going to use it in real life. It's not just going to be some theory. So we have to have a history of trusting in something to put our weight into it, to lean into it. And we've got this history, long history, of trusting into common forms of life navigation. And that history, it doesn't just go away because we say, okay, I'm going to trust in the Lord now. Trust is built over time. So we have to build a new decision-making history. That requires us to shift away from what we used to lean on, what we usually lean on. Bevan Unruh is a senior pastor of Seabreeze Church in Huntington Beach. And 
When describing what we usually lean on, he says, most have leaned on either the nods or the odds. The nods refers to our primary reference point in decisions is whether people approve of it or not. The reason we look to nods of approval is because we we were created to receive God's nod of approval. People are created in the image of God and to reflect some of who he is. And so when we get a nod, it can feel really good at the core. But just like the moon rarely reflects the full, uh, rarely has the full reflection of the sun, people are rarely the full reflection of God. And so people can nod in approval at behavior that God shakes his head at. Or they can, they can shake their head in disagreement at things that God would cheer on in someone's life. And so if we navigate by the, by in the light of what people approve and don't approve of, we're just going to end up at this dead end. Proverbs 29, 25 talks about this. It says, fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Now, the odds, that refers to the chances of success or failure based on our analysis of all the available data. Early on when I was hired at CIV, I ran into some data that was not encouraging. The odds did not look good um, or in our favor for CIV's finances. Uh, CIV had just launched the Alhambra campus, and so now we had a Diamond Bar campus before we moved to Ontario and an Alhambra campus, and I was hired to come and help manage some of the things in the middle, like the finances, the administrative stuff, is, and <clears throat> um, communications to both campuses, things like that. And as I started digging into the finances, we were using spreadsheets to keep track of everything, which is actually pretty common uh, when you get into small businesses or uh, small churches. But I was having a problem. I couldn't quite see what all was going on in the finances. And so I started to plug in the our different accounts into a financial tracking software to get a picture of where we were at. And at the end of August, I got a very bleak picture of where CIV was at. It, lo- it was this. September 1st, we were... Uh, you see some red numbers there uh, on the right side. Those should be black. Red means negative. So we were, on September 1st, we were negative $13,699 in our checking account. I'm thinking, I just moved halfway across the country with my family, and it's not looking good here that we're going to be able to keep paying me to stay on staff. And I showed Pastor Andy where we are at and you know I'm 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 freaking out a little bit and you know what what should we do and and what he said was all, all I know to do is we just we just need to pray he was pointing me to Proverbs 3:5 trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding our understanding of the situation was bleak it was not good But God had led CIV 
to start that Alhambra campus. God had led CIV to offer me the job and led me and my family to take the job and move to California from Texas. We have to lean into God in the middle of what looks bleak. So I had pulled all those numbers together at the end of August. September 1st didn't look good. And what happened was on Sunday, September 1st, a check for $13,500 came in the offering. Over and above anything normal that would come in. And that helped us to get even in our bank account. And God put us on the straightest path forward in accomplishing the mission that God has for CIV. If we focus on the odds and the and the nods, we are going to miss out on what really matters in life. There are some things that God's going to lead us to do that don't make sense on a spreadsheet or don't make sense to our friends or our family, but it's right where we need to be to lit, to be on the straightest path forward with God. God's view is above the nods and the odds. He knows the straight path. So first we need to follow God's view, and then we need to follow God's directions. Again, back to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. That statement, it's very specific. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Not in some of your ways or not just be a good person and life will work out. This is saying that God cares very specifically about the directions, the turns, the paths that we take in our everyday lives. He is interested in the patterns in life, not necessarily the color of the socks or the shirt that we wear or we pick out in the morning, but he's concerned with the pattern of how we relate to people and the pattern of what we're using our life to build. His interest is specific. The map with these specific directions is the Bible. Unfortunately, we can't just pull out our phone and type in the address for our life and and it tell us, turn by turn, what decision to make as we face complex things in our life. It's more like a map that sits in the corner until you pull it out and you you look at it and you decide which way is the best way forward to get to where you need to go. So how can we turn the Bible into directions for our lives? One of the things that we can do is read it generally. Take a little bit of the Bible each day and read it. If you're wondering, how do I do that or where do I start? A great place to start would be in Proverbs, which is the verse that we're looking at today and a lot of the verses that we're looking at in this message series. Proverbs has 31 chapters in it. And you can just read a chapter a day based on the day of the month it is. So today is October 25th. And so you could read Proverbs 25. Reading the Bible generally will be a tremendous help in your life. 
this past Monday, I woke up and honestly, I, I had no motivation. I didn't want to do really anything. I didn't want to get out of bed. I was sore from doing yard work on Saturday. And I, I just, it was just a struggle to get going. And I just figured it's going to be one of those days where it's just a battle all day long to keep pressing forward, keep doing what I need to do. But in my general Bible reading time, Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 spoke to me. It says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. That was such an encouragement to me. That God's mercies never come to an end. And they're new every morning. So I could rest in God's mercy for the day. Ask for his help. And his love for me is never ceasing. And so I can ask for his help and he'll give it to me. That was like a shot of espresso for me on Monday morning. And I had a much better day than what I thought it was going to be. God encouraged me through his word to get going on Monday morning. Another way to help turn the Bible into directions for your life is to read it specifically. Are there certain areas in your life right now that you're struggling with? Maybe anger, or you want to love better, or you want to understand God's grace and how you can extend grace to others, or maybe you just, you're worrying, or you need peace, or you want to work on forgiveness in an area. Read the Bible specifically on these areas. There's an app, a Bible app from Version, and I've circled the app. You can download it, and they have plans on there. And you can search specific areas in your in your life, and it will pull up a daily Bible reading plan. And you can work through that plan to help you with whatever area of life you you're struggling with right now. So get into God's word. Read it generally. Maybe you want to read it specifically right now in a certain area. And then acknowledge it. Now, this isn't just like a head nod, like acknowledging a friend as you pass them by. This is an acknowledgement with action to it. So you're acknowledging the truth of the Bible and you're putting it into practice. You're applying it to your life. We've got to acknowledge the truth, lean into it by trusting it, and apply it to our life. Another thing that's helpful in helping the Bible become directions for your life is to memorize it. You know, God will give you direction through verses in the Bible, and you don't want to forget it. You've got to memorize them to help you to be able to put into practice what he's telling you to do. And then talk about it. Nothing reinforces what you're learning in the Bible like talking about the next steps God's showing you to take with a friend. It gives you a little accountability to put into practice what he's showing you. You know, I went to Riverside last weekend. I typed it into my phone, and it took me there step by step. I could not tell you how to get there. To where I was last weekend. I couldn't tell you. I was just following the directions. Step by step. To get there. We can do that sometimes. With church and God and in the Bible. 
We can just follow the directions, do the steps that we think we're supposed to do, go to church or watch church online or maybe go to a group or maybe read our Bible, but just checking it off the list, saying the right things. Growth as a Christian comes through steps of faith, leaning into the truth and taking a step forward based on the truth that you're learning in the Bible. What's a next step for you? If you don't take that next step that God is showing you, then we miss the opportunity for God to come through for us in that situation. So take that next step and watch God straighten your paths. Again, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. We have hard attitudes at CIV, which are commands pulled from the Bible on how to relate to one another. Take a look at the first four, which are relational hard attitudes. It says, put the goals and interests of others above my own. Live an honest and open life before others. Give and receive scriptural correction. Clear up relationships. This is the straight path God has for his followers. But a lot of times, God's way, it doesn't look like the straight path. It looks like a detour. You know, I have a ton of work to do at home or on the job, and someone asks for help. The straight path for me seems to get my work done, to accomplish the task that I have in front of me. But the Bible talks about putting the goals and interests of others above my own. So do I put their goals and interests above my own, or do I just focus on my work? Well, our paths, they always look straight going forward, but then they look crooked when we look back. God's paths are the opposite. God's paths look crooked as we move forward, but straight when you look back on them. When we relate the way the Bible commands and put the goals and interests of others above our own, it's amazing what happens. Bosses notice. Spouses notice. Our kids notice. Our friends notice. And while we're doing that, God meets our needs in different ways. God, in these commands, he's pulling us out of the short-term perspective, and he's pulling us back to look at life from the highest view. Look at life in, in light of eternity. Invest in people who are eternal beings. Now we all have a choice to make when it comes to tr trusting in the Lord. Are we going to trust God's view or our own? Are we going to follow God's directions or trust in our own understanding on things? Or are we going to watch God straighten our paths as we put into practice his word? Or are we going to just rely on our path forward for life? It's up to you to choose the GPS navigation system for your life. My prayer is that you choose to lean into God's word and trust in the Lord. And here's some next steps to help you to do that. First next step is 
read a proverb a day and apply something about it that day. Again, Proverbs has 31 chapters. Pick one, pick the chapter that corresponds with the day of, of the month and read it. But don't just read it, acknowledge it and put it into practice that day. Another next step might be to find a Bible reading plan on fill in the blank. Whatever area of life you're feeling pressure in right now, find a Bible reading plan on that. Or you might want to memorize Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 to help you to remember to trust in the Lord, not your own understanding. And again, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Let's pray and ask God to help our, math, our path, make our path straight right now. God, we just pray. We ask that you give us the faith to trust in you. Help us to seek out your guidance for us in the Bible to navigate to a successful life and help us to have the faith to lean into it and trust you. Give us the strength to do, do that this week. In Jesus' name, amen.